Hey, everybody, this is Christian Brindle, president and founder of Christian Brindle Insurance Services, an agency specializing in Medicare health plans, as well as the founder and admin of the Six Figure Medicare Agent Facebook community. And I am Glenn Shelton, founder and president of Lead Heroes, where we specialize in final expense and Medicare insurance leads. Every single Tuesday, guys, we have decided to come together and bring our forces together to talk about our two favorite subjects in the world, insurance and tacos. Henceforth, Taco Tuesday, let's taco about insurance. Every single Tuesday, we will live stream this show for the group Six Figure Medicare Agent at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't miss it. It can also be found everywhere that podcasts can be listened to, or you could watch the replay of the video up on our YouTube channel for the Six Figure Medicare Agent YouTube channel. Thanks so much for watching. Hope you enjoy, and let's get into this. It is, it's loading, but most likely that means we are already going to be live in Six Figure Medicare Agent. Boom. Guys, welcome to Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. So what tacos did you bring to the table today, Mr. Sheldon? Well, thank you for asking. I, I appreciate that. And you know, I was trying to, I was actually trying to go all out today. I was going to try to get my background here on Zoom to look like Taco Bell. <laughs> I, I spent like 10 minutes downloading Taco Bell pictures. <laughs> I wanted it to look like I was sitting in Taco Bell while we were doing this, but unfortunately my my background wouldn't change. But um, this is this is what it's all about, you guys. If if you're looking for a taco, uh, especially if we're talking about Taco Bell's menu, it's the nacho cheese. Ooh, camera. This is the supreme nacho cheese Doritos Locos taco. So, bringing the heat today on Taco Tuesday. This is cardboard, you guys. You don't eat the cardboard. <laughs> I want to make sure that's clear in case we have Glenn, some hungry. Glenn's like, I tried. I yeah. tried. It didn't work so well. <laughs> I experimented. The cardboard's not to be eaten. But uh, yeah, Christian, how about you? What, what do you have? Okay, so so today I decided yeah. to change it up with some Del Taco. Ooh. Del Taco. And What'd you get from there? I, I like Del Taco. We don't have anything special. We just have the crunchy tacos, but does it need to be special with Del Taco? Del Taco is about that, that consistent yeah. taco experience. It's not about the specialty tacos there. You know, I almost, I almost really went out on a limb and made my own homemade tacos, but then I was like, no. I was, I was actually too late. <laughs> That'd be some commitment. You know, yeah. I, I can I can just see a customer, you know, be like, hey, Glenn, need to talk to you about something. Not now. I'm insanely busy with this important task. I'm making <laughs> tacos for Taco Tuesday. I'm making tacos for uh, Taco Tuesday Medicare interview. It's very important. Um, but no, so to kind of transition the conversation here. So yesterday we were talking about an agent I was dealing with in Florida um, and then you talked about sign spinning and I was actually going to comment those, but for whatever reason I didn't, but I was thinking, I'm like, man, what if you were able to say you get a taco for a free quote for insurance? <laughs> who wouldn't want, who you could I quote mean, everybody. I mean, I mean, I mean tech, it's under the $15 limit. So it'd probably be legal. There you go. Unless it's a special, that's what, well, Del Taco, yeah. But what if you got a specialty taco? Got the DOI looking into it? Ooh. Sir, what type yeah. of tacos were you serving on the beach? <laughs> I need to know right now. 
But like um, CMS is auditing you for spending too much money on these tacos. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb right now. Any agent watching this, if you happen to get in trouble by CMS for giving away tacos, I will cover the legal bill 100%. <laughs> Just going to be honest with you guys. My errors in emissions insurance does not cover if that. Your EN, if, you have, if your ENO does not cover giving away tacos, I will go ahead and represent you myself personally. Uh, well, you have part. you have lead heroes backing you every step That's of right. the way. We're all about insurance leads and taco quotes. <laughs> um, but no, on a serious note, so I had this agent um, who was buying leads from us and I got two zip codes. And this was actually an order that I didn't, specifically see it came through the website um, and so it kind of just automated into our system and and my team was working on it and that's when I started looking at this order when we were having issues with it but this agent requested two zip codes and then I'm looking at these zip codes and it's like it's like beachfront Miami like Miami's bad enough from a marketing perspective as it is and I think a right. lot of people know that um, there's there's a few reasons for that like one super densely populated you know, two, I think you have a lot of, a lot of like vacation travel. So you have people that are kind of in and out of Miami, which that's not great for marketing either. Like you want, you want that mom, pa, right? Yeah, exactly. You, you want that like, mom, of the world. yeah, you want, you want people who are going to be home all the time who live there, you know, homeowners, like those are your best leads. Mm -hmm. And then Spanish speaking is another variable there too. You know, you're, you're so far South. There's a lot of Spanish speakers. So in general, for anyone watching this, if you're trying to generate leads in Miami, good luck, <laughs> good luck. And if you can figure it out, I'm sure there's a lot of money to be made for you. Um, but anyways, this agent bought, wants leads. He wants it in like, just like the beachfront area, South beach, Miami, like right there. And I'm, I'm talking to him and it's an older gentleman and, you know, he was very set and like, this is it. This is the area. This is my local area. I don't want leads anywhere else. And I call these agents backyard agents because they literally yeah. only want leads in their backyard. They're not interested in getting leads anywhere else. Even I've had agents too, who are even like, yeah, I'm licensed in like 30 States for referrals, but I only work my local area. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, wait Why? a second. What? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. And I would love to hear kind of what you think about that, Christian, and, and Medicare sales. Yeah. yeah. So the, the thing that was interesting to me is like, you know, so this guy, you know, he wants leads in this market. If he's an older guy, you know, I, I my first reaction is maybe he's been in the business a while. You'd think that he would know that it's probably not a very prime market. I mean, maybe, maybe he just, you know, is looking around to kind of see if can anybody deliver me leads in this area, you know, cause maybe he hasn't been able to get them himself. I mean, but it's interesting because I was having a conversation the other day with an, with an, with an agent of ours who lives in Florida. And I was, I was telling her, I was basically, you know, telling her to be like, Miami's a really great Medicare market in general, but only if you're selling Medicare advantage. Makes sense. If you're selling Medicare supplements, you're going to starve to death. <laughs> I mean, Florida is a weird state for Medicare. Yeah. It's really weird. There's not as much competition between carriers. Um, Medicare Advantage is way more popular. And that, again, that's kind of natural with more densely populated states and, and cities. Sure. Um, there's also another comment that was made in that Facebook thread yesterday about Florida that I've always felt strongly about, but I feel like a lot of people don't believe this. I think that there's a ton of insurance agents in Florida. 
um, whether you're working in a call center there or you're just trying to do business locally, there's this like, there's this kind of like, it's like two ideologies. There's like this one group of people who think Florida is like a holy Mecca for insurance. There's so many seniors there, like sell, sell insurance there. I mean, there's like the, the people who've like done it and, and understand that it's terrible. It's saturated, like low response. I like the panhandle. If we are marketing in Florida, like the panhandle is <laughs> not too bad. You know, you're like, you're, you're basically not in Florida anymore because you're right. so far, but like, like central Florida down to the tip is just tough. I think across yeah. it, across the board. So like when, so I spent 10 months living in Florida. Where at? You're on in my career. And um, it's like another world. Like I think, especially for someone like me, and I think a lot of people can relate, my home state where I started building my business in Utah, it's pretty much in most, for the most part, um, the plans are the same in the whole state or the majority of the state, or there's like maybe three different areas and make up different plans and that's it. So there's not as much learning curve to have in terms of plans. But in Florida, first of all, since it's, since it's a very hot spot, like you said, for Medicare Advantage, there's a million and one Medicare Advantage carriers. Um, like every company you've ever heard of has Medicare Advantage in Florida and, right. and a couple you probably haven't heard of. And the plans are different in every single county. So I think, especially for a new agent coming in, that's challenging because it's hard enough for them to, for them to remember, okay, this is what I do when I'm selling a Medicare supplement. This is what I look for. This is what I look for Medicare Advantage. But then they have to understand that, okay, I'm going 20 minutes south or something and I'm in a different county and all the plans are different. You know what I mean? Um, it's interesting. It's interesting, but Miami is an interesting market too because like I, I sold two Medicare Advantage plans in Miami in the last month. Um, and both of the ones I sold, you know, they were just unbelievable. They had like a thousand dollar max out of pocket. They had zero dollar hospital copays, zero. Wow. Not, not $10, nothing. It was zero. And they weren't DSNPs. They weren't special needs. They were regular Medicare Advantage plans. So, I mean, Florida is like another country in terms of Medicare plans. Yeah, I think I've kind of, I feel like Portland has, I haven't looked at Portland's Medicare Advantage plans lately. Portland's like one of the biggest major cities close to me, but mm-hmm. it seems like these major metro areas, they will have, they have such a great population in network that they're able to do these plans that a lot of other places can't do, you know, but what, mm-hmm. what do you think about um, selling? So you've, how many clients do you have in Florida? Do you have quite a few? a handful i'm trying to think probably probably about 80 80 roughly Fair don't have a a huge amount i mean the majority of our clients are here in utah but right. you know i spent 10 months living there obviously some have dropped off but we still get referrals from there the crazy thing to me is like we, we get about 10 to 20 leads a month at this point depending on the month. I mean, some months we'll have maybe five, but most months we'll get about 10 to 20 um, of leads that come from the podcast. And I'd say over half of those come from Florida, (laughs) (laughs) from the rest of the country. Um, So, I mean, I'd say majority of the clients we've gotten now I've gotten after I lived there, which is really crazy to me. Um, But 
Yeah, I mean, Florida is just a crazy, crazy market. I mean, it's where um, the plans are are rich and can, as can be, but like, I think if you're selling Medicare supplements and that's it, Florida is not the market for you. I just yeah. think so. You know? I, think, I think you're in a, in a pretty good state for MedSup. You know, I know mm-hmm. Salt Lake City, obviously there's there's quite a bit Medicare advantage, but overall statewide, I love marketing in, in Utah. I think that's a great state. Yeah. I think I think Utah's is very a very good state. I think Colorado's a good med sub state. Um Idaho's probably a pretty good med sub state if I had to just think of a couple that I've had good experiences with. Yeah. Idaho's not bad. I think Texas is kind of underrated for med sub. What do you think about that? You know, I, I have like a love hate relationship with Texas. It's kind of I think I personally think the problem is similar to Florida in the sense that so many people get licensed in Texas, especially if they're trying to sell over the phone. I, f- I think the thought process with a lot of agents and call centers and, and agency owners is, you know, if I get licensed in Texas, it's such a big state and there's such a big population. I don't need to get licensed in 10 other states. So mm-hmm. the other problem too with Texas, again, it can be Spanish speaking. You get closer to the border um, you know, if, if you're not bilingual, if your agency doesn't have anyone who speaks Spanish, now you might have a lot of uh, people that you're dealing with that you can't help. So that's one thing to take. Definitely, if, especially if you're uh, targeting like the counties, you can you can obviously look and see who's what counties are closest to the border. And, and I would definitely be mindful of that. But um, yeah, I, I do like overall, I would say I like Texas, though, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the interesting thing you know, was I, I put out on the group um, a couple of weeks ago that I was thinking about starting to market in California more. And Rebecca Davis gave me the idea, obviously, because she put that post up. She's like, you only need 300 clients to have six figures. Right. I'm, like, I'm like, it took me more than that to get there. And I was like, and so I was like, I started looking at it and I started considering it and I posted about it and I just got a wave of negativity. They're like, stay away, bro. Stay away. I saw, I remember seeing that. What has your experience been marketing there? Um, I, I, California is so big. You can basically like, if you could take an ax and just chop it right in half at the center of it. Right. Um, Love the top half, top half of the States. (laughs) Fantastic for marketing. Great for bedsop. Um, you've got the birthday rule in California. So if you're, you know, if you are licensed there and you're competent, if you're a competent agent, <laughs> cross your fingers. If you know about the right, if you know about the birthday, the birthday rule, rule um, for any, any, if you're new and you're watching this and you're not sure what the birthday rule is, it's, it's guaranteed issue if they apply within 30 days of their birthday. So obviously mm-hmm. health underwriting can be a big issue with trying to move people from one med set plan to another. So um, Oregon has the same rule. Um, and then Missouri has the anniversary rule, which is basically the birthday rule. And then Maine is guaranteed issue year round. And Washington, where I live, is guaranteed issue year round. I think, is there any other states that are weird like that, that has special rules? See, I, I didn't know that. Um, I, I knew about Oregon, Washington, California, but I didn't know about any others. Um, I, I did a I did an Everything Medicare podcast episode about the birthday rule actually um, earlier on this year. Um, my dad suggested it. He's like, you should do a podcast about that. I bet most people don't know about that. So I yeah. said, great. So I did, and I get this nasty email from this agent, um, and he's like, he's like, that's not. Um, he's like, he's like, that's not a real thing. It's a myth. <laughs> no, 
No. I live in California. He's like, he's like, you're just an idiot behind a microphone. <laughs> Can you post like, that? <laughs> Can you like just, after this I interview? I want yeah, I, I want I'll that email post. Black out, yeah, black out the personal information. I'll go look for it. That's fantastic. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so so I send an email back. I take some I take some screenshots of Medicare.gov pages basically. Yeah. And about the birthday rule. And I email it back to him and I never got a reply after that. But I'm just like, the, the thing that I've noticed is like the more well-known I get, the more I have people that just want to come and kick me in the head. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but I, that one made me laugh. I was just like, I was like, man, I'm like, this guy's personally offended by this, that he didn't know about this. There's a lot to know, I think, especially when you first get into Medicare. I mean, it took me years before I felt like, I felt like I had a good grasp on it, you know, yeah, me too. and you know, you get a life and health license, especially if you come in on the life side, which I think a lot of producers do. Life is so straightforward. You pay this, you get this death benefit. You know, we just got to see if you qualify. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of more moving parts with Medicare, but um, you know, like Washington here locally, a lot of people don't market here because it's guaranteed issue and your commission percentage is usually a lot less Mm-hmm. Um, on the sub side of the of the coin, uh, but the reality is the premiums are higher here uh, because it's guaranteed issue. So overall, it's not as big of a cut in your commission when you start doing business in Washington State. So right. when you do the math, when you, yeah. do, when you do the math and that kind of stuff, like I had an agent recently that we sent some contracts to for med subs. And I gave him the most I could possibly give him, you know, like, and it 5%, was 5%, right? Say again? 5%, right? <laughs> no, no, not that. More than that. More hey than guys, that. contract with Christian right now. Contact, five, free leads for life, free, 5%. Free leads, free leads 3%, <laughs> three and a half if you're lucky. If you produce, you get three and a half. So I, think, I, think, you to five. I, I think the most I was able to give the guy, like, with, with a certain carrier, I think we sent him a Cigna contract and I think I sent him like 16, 17% or something like that, which was a lot for what was available there. Sure. It's like the, the med sub commission contracts are so low there. Um, it's just was, it was weird, you know, like yeah. without, without like showing some production proof for him, we couldn't really get him any more than that um, with this carrier. And and basically, you know, I remember he's, you know, he's like, he's like, I watched a YouTube video where they said I should get 20%. I'm like, in most states, that's street level. In most states, 20, 21, 22%, whatever, that's street level. But I'm like, you live in a weirdo state. I'm sorry. I'm like, you just do, you know, and I had to like, I had to, I had to basically Knock shut them down, you know, yeah, what I was talking about. But yeah, I mean, Washington's weirdo for <laughs> med subs. Washington weirdos weirdo we're the weirdos glenn's up there you know so it's right we can have it what uh what do you think is the number one best day if you're brand new you're willing to get licensed anywhere and you had to pick one state and you try to get rid of your bias since obviously like you know your state you had to pick one only one what state are you picking and why are you picking that state i love this question um so do I have to live there? I wait, of course no. I have to live there, no, right? You don't have you don't have to live there. You can sell you can sell remote, right? You know. Okay. 
And I guess we should say, let's clarify and say you're trying to sell MedSupps, right? Okay. I'm trying to sell fo- med- yeah. Your focus is MedSupps. You can get licensed in any state. You can only pick one state. What state are you picking and why? Well, for starters, I'm not, I'm not licensed in every state. So there's probably some really good MedSupps states that I'm just missing because I'm not there and I'm not experienced with that state. But out of the you could, you could take a step if you think there's a state that you're not licensed right now, and you just you're like I think this state would be awesome. You're, and it's killing it. Yeah, you know? that's a valid answer. You you know, I've always heard that um, Ohio's a good med sub state, but I don't know. I don't. I'm not licensed there. I don't have any experience with it. I've just heard that from people. I've heard like like the it's it's ohio and wyoming i think i've heard are good med sub states would you say that's accurate ohio it's tough because they actually have strict um medicare telemarketing laws so we can't we can make calls there for final expense but we can't do medicare calls Mm. Um, so that's that's what's tough so that's a tough state okay so that one's out that one that one makes it a little tough um but wyoming um, is a gold mine. The problem is, and the reason I wouldn't pick Wyoming is just because there's not a ton of people there. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's, it, it's, it's great effect. in the sense that like everyone's got to have a meds up and, you know, it's super rural. So a lot of people are, you know, they're home, they're answering their phones. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the biggest problem is there's just not enough. You need that like sweet blend of population and kind of rural, you know, less networks, less Medicare advantage. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think, you know, I've always loved, um, writing med subs, um, in Utah, obviously, you know, part of the reason I'd either pick, I pick another state just so I'm not picking my home state. Cause I, the last thing I want is for everyone that watches this to go start selling in Utah, stay away. <laughs> everyone go, go take Christian clients. But, <laughs> but, but, but in Utah, well, I mean, and you and I talked about this a little bit, you know, back when we did our lead review video for you guys. Um, like, I think, you know, I told you the first week of getting the leads, I wrote three med subs and you're like, what? You're like, how? And I was like, I was like, well, in Utah, we have our local Blue Cross Blue Shield company has a ridiculous guaranteed issue program. Yeah. Um, and basically the way that it works is as long as someone purchased their current MedSup after June 1st of 2010, I believe. And if they're changing from the same plan to the same plan with Blue Cross, or if it's the same or lesser, so they can go from F to F or F to G or F to N or G to N or whatever. Um, it's no health questions, no underwriting. It's a straight shot. Um, not to mention that company pays lifetime commissions. Um, so I, I don't know of any other med sub carrier anywhere that does that. Um, and so just because of that alone, my first reaction, my gut reaction is Utah. But if I had to pick a place other than Utah, I'd probably pick Colorado writing med subs in Colorado. Just had really good experience with it. You know, like, um, so that's probably the one I would pick out of the states that I'm licensed in. I would say Texas, but just like you said, there's too much Medicare Advantage penetration, I feel. Yeah, Texas. Yeah, I don't know. Something about Texas just doesn't quite drive I like for it. me. Uh, I, it I like it's not it, bad. But... It's not bad. I don't think it's the best, though. Um, you know, when I first so like when I very first started looking at the into Medicare and like I was starting to do some of my own Medicare sales. Uh, I thought Kansas was going to be like 
the holy grail. I was like, I just need to carve out Kansas. Once I lock Kansas up, I'm like, it's done. 300, right? 300 clients, 300 clients, you know, shout out Rebecca. Uh, and I'm thinking, you know, Kansas is the magic state, but I don't know if I would pick Kansas today. Um, it's good for MA versus MedSup. Like it's definitely a MedSup state, but uh, I don't know, man. It's it's kind of a tough, it is tough to only pick one. Yeah, um, really, I, yeah, like, I, mean, I like Colorado. One, one state I've, I've always yeah, Colorado's great. Yeah, I mean, that was a good pick. I mean, um, one state that's always been interesting to me, and I'm I'm curious to hear your opinion on it, was always been Alaska because the the Medicare Advantage um, per market share is so small. But like you said earlier, there's no people there, you yeah. know. So I'm probably having you know that same effect. So it's funny you bring that up. So within the last month, I'd say we actually targeted Alaska for somebody. And I kind of had this opinion that Alaska was going to be very similar to Wyoming, where amazing, but not a lot of people to target. But we actually didn't get a great response up there. So, you know, it could be, um, there's something to be said about like regional demographics. So for for example, if I call New York versus New Jersey, we actually get a little better response in New York um, and, and New Jersey. It just seems like there's kind of this regional, hey, F you. I mean, I'll listen to these phone calls from our call center and like, it's unbelievable. Like, it sounds like I've got an 80 year old grandma on the phone and she's swearing like a sailor. Like, I F you, don't call me back. I can't do a Jersey accent. I'm not even going to attempt right now, but I'm not, just imagine an 80 year old woman who, you know, Jersey shore. Right. I mean, what just, just swearing up a storm. You hear like a lawnmower in the background. I'm like, what is going on? So like any agents in Jersey, like hats off to you. I know yeah. that's, a, that's another state like right there with Florida, which this is actually a, a quick sidebar. So last week I did a contest and I said, you may have seen this, but I, I asked, I got over 50 responses and I said the three lowest responsive states for Medicare marketing and nobody could guess the bottom three. So I wanted to, that was something I did want to ask you today. If you had to pick the bottom three, the worst three states where if you spent your marketing dollars, it's not going to go as far. What do you think the worst three states are? Man, that's a tough question. Um, okay, so I'm gonna I say I think you'll I think you'll get this. I believe in you. <laughs> I believe. I'm glad, I'm glad somebody does. Um, <laughs> Florida. That's one. That's okay. one. There you go. So, well, I I know that you know every agent and their dog is in Florida. Yes. Um, California? Yep, that's two. So one more. Two for three. Two for three. New York? So that was, I got that response a couple of times, but uh, I kind of gave it up there a second ago. New Jersey, we actually get a little worse response mm -hmm. than New York. They're kind oh, of yeah, you close. Did. You did. Yeah, right. they're kind of close, but I, I, it comes back to that like regional, just the attitude of the people there just seems like they're they're more pissed off. I, I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe if someone watches this, they can comment on this video and tell me, you know, why is New Jersey worse than New York? But yeah, that, in my opinion, that's the three worst. 
you've got a large yeah. saturation of people you've got low responsive these big metro areas low responsive again california is unique in the sense that i think the top half is actually not bad the bottom half with la county is just a nightmare i can't <laughs> tell you how many times we've tried to you know it's like going to a dry well and just <laughs> trying to pull water out of it i'm like I, I don't know what to what to tell you guys la is not no. responding like you know what one thing that was really interesting to me um and I think, I think Justin told me this, and um, I think I heard this from Cody, too. I heard it from a couple, you know, people that, you know, big, pretty sure. big time marketers. And I don't know why it is, but they said that, um, at least for, like, Facebook ads and, you know, I think specifically they were talking about Facebook ads, but Salt Lake City is one of the hardest places to get, they, they were saying for Facebook ads, Salt Lake City is a very difficult place to run ads for because there's hmm. some company out there somewhere probably e-health or somebody like that that's just dumping millions of dollars into the algorithm and they're targeting like our this area specifically and so well isn't e-health's call center in salt lake i don't know i thought it was in california i thought they had well i think they have multiple call centers but there's i think so too i think e-health has a call center in utah so maybe that's why because maybe local. so maybe that's so. very interesting but but yeah i mean you know of all places you know i just was like salt lake city i'm like you know maybe they just think that mormons make good clients they just <laughs> could, don't. Be. <laughs> could be uh maybe they live longer right <laughs> yeah no they're drugs. happier yeah no drugs no alcohol so great family values you know uh my guess, if I had a theory about the again being in this industry as long as I have and seeing kind of why people spend money and where, it seems like usually it starts at the top. It starts with the carriers, right? So the carrier says, "Hey, we have a special plan. We want you to sell for us, and we're gonna we're gonna bonus you if you sell a bunch of this new plan. We're really excited about this new plan." And then all the big FMOs, you know, call centers, agencies, now they're attacking that and they, they're looking for the areas where that plan is popular or really easy for, for them to get clients for that new plan. So that would be my guess is that there's some MA carrier that's kicking out big bonuses that Salt Lake has a good network for. That would be my guess. It, it, yeah, I mean, you know, it's... It's interesting because, you know, Salt Lake, like, like you said, you know, Utah is a good med sub-state. It's not a bad med sub-state. And so, like, I, I would say, you know, without knowing the numbers off the top of my head, it's been a minute since I've looked at them, but I'd say the, the market share for Medicare Advantage is probably 60%, 55-60% here. And I'd say probably med sub has pretty sizable market share comparison to, like, some other states. And so, you know, it's it's a weird thing to think about, you know, because you would think they would be more focused on the bigger areas. But like you said, maybe they figured that out that the, the metro areas are just harder to pull results from, you know. Who's who's the number one carrier in Utah? Who has the most Medicare clients? UHC? Um, it's definitely United Healthcare. Yeah, United Health. That's what I was they probably about. have 60, 70% of the Medicare Advantage market share here. That's crazy. They just annihilate everybody. Um, now, from what I rem from what I remember, isn't United doing really well in Oregon and Washington right now? Man, it's hard to keep trade. There's so it it someone's always got the hot hand. I know one yeah. of the, one of the hot hands right now and here locally in Washington is Humana. 
Um, but you know how it, it's a leapfrog, right? Where one carrier has this hot rate and then six months later, they're not offering it anymore. And then someone else comes in and, oh, it's Mutual of Omaha. <laughs> you know, like whoever, whoever wants to lower their price for the moment. But yeah, yeah. it's crazy to think how much United, I mean, they've got to have such a large portion of business just across the U.S. It's nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, with United, um, you know, I was talking about this the other day. I did a live video about out-of-state appointment fees, non-resident appointment fees. I saw that. They're the biggest company by a mile. You know, they're five or six on the Fortune 500 list. And they're the only company that I'm aware of that won't pay non-resident appointment fees for agents. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the agents pay for them, you know? Yeah. I just got dinged the other day for a state we picked up like 80, 80, 90 bucks, you know? And I'm like, oh, thanks a lot, you guys. You guys are just peachy. You know, Humana pays them for us. Aetna pays them for us. Everybody pays them for us. But United's like, nope, nope. We're taking this out of your commission. We can't afford this. What What about the uh, the commission contract update that everyone was freaking out about? Did that finally, is that finally oh. resolved with you? Yeah, so we, we're just coming out of the tunnel with that right now. Yeah. Um. The thing about United was, you know, anybody that was contracting as a new agent, they weren't able to um, basically get their contracts all the way through or get a writing number until this whole thing passed. So I had like one agent that it was like, one agent I had was like 47 days. Holy cow. His certifications to get his writing number. That's insane. So that was the biggest problem for me. Like basically they weren't paying any new commissions on new sales during this whole time either. So I think a lot of new agents were really hit hard by that, that are kind of relying on those commissions, but they just started paying them this month. Did a 60 day, how long, how long was all of this on hold with them? It was about 60 days. 60 days. I, I it thought was it was two days. months. Yeah. I thought it was two months. That's nuts. That yeah. They couldn't do that. I don't know. You know, multi-billion dollar company took 60. Bigger they are, the slower they move, I guess. That's nuts. Yeah. The left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing sometimes. Yeah. But it's it's crazy. I had a, I have a question for Glenn Shelton. Fire away. I'm going to put Glenn Shelton on the hot seat for everybody. Here we go. Will Glenn Shelton ever go back as being an agent? Oh, that is that is a good question. And there's so many days where I I wish I was an agent or I had an agency and I wasn't just a marketer or, uh, I guess, teacher one of the many hats I wear here at Lead Heroes. Um, I don't know. I, I really, I don't have necessarily a definitive answer on that. I, I think it's possible. Um, I've retained my license over the years, mainly just to say I have it, you know, and, mm -hmm. and from a marketing standpoint, like I do want people to know, you know, I was an agent. I've sold hundreds of thousands of dollars in life insurance. You know, I've only done a little bit on the Medicare side, but um, you know, the, the point being that, like, why are you going to, why are you going to go buy marketing from a company that has no idea what insurance is? And they're just a big faceless name, right? There's lots right. of those, lots of those out there. So would I get back in possibly if I were to get back in, here's, here's the real answer is if I okay. were to start selling insurance tomorrow, um, I would focus a hundred percent on med sub and I would do it from home. 
and I would just, you know, sell over the phone and yeah, and, and attack some of these more rural states like we've been talking about. I mean, if, if I could go back in time and talk to myself as I was getting licensed, that's what I, if I could just like push a message right now, like 10 years back, which is about 10 years now, that's what I would say. I would say, just focus on MedSup, don't sell anything else and just do that for the next 10 years. But there's the the problem is, is there was so much negativity that was thrown at me about Medicare when I got into the industry. There's no money in Medicare. Oh, did you see what happened to the under 65 health insurance? All these people lost their commissions. You want to do that? You're going to chase Medicare and you're going to lose your commissions. Oh, it's it's too heavily regulated. Aren't you familiar with CMS and, and Medicare Advantage and um, you know, just on and on and on and on. It was like everyone I talked to in my network at that time. And I didn't, I didn't have a big insurance network at the time. You know, a lot of it was my, my IMO, FMO, some people online, there wasn't a a huge (laughs) network. Like I feel like I have now. Um, But yeah, that's, that was the, the unfortunate part, but that that's also part of the reason why I'm as vocal as I am today, because I want people to know and understand how this all works, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'd like to ask you that same question back to you. That if you could push one piece of advice back to yourself at the very start of getting your license, whenever that was, what would you tell yourself? Want just one quick thing that you think would make a huge difference? Yeah, I love that question. Um, I mean, I think the number one thing for me that I'd do differently if I could do it all over again was, you know, I wish I did. I wish I did not wait as long as I did to start investing into my business. Because when, when I first started, you know, I, I, as many people know, I came in working with my dad, you know, my dad was a pioneer in Utah Medicare, you know, he was the number one producer for, for Regents Blue Cross Blue Shield here for probably 12, 13 years in a row, you know, in the early 2000s. So my dad was a very accomplished agent. um, But my dad also, you know, built his business in, in different times, you know, if right. Yeah. And, and so, you know, what he taught us how to do, you know, was he taught us how to, how to cold call, which is a great skill. I'm glad I have that skill today, but the three years of my career, I was probably almost exclusively building my business up cold calling, very little money on leads, um, hardly any, um, basically just making cold calls. And I was good at it. And I, and I built my business basically from zero to six figures on the back of that but I feel like I could have accomplished a lot more, a lot faster if I got in my head that, hey, this money you're making, invest it back into your business. You know, put it back into your business. Like my second year, I went to Malaysia with a friend of mine who's in our office and, um, and I spent a month there and I spent so much money. I spent like half my AEP money that year, <laughs> my second year. And I was like- You live and you learn, man. Yeah. Like, you know, so I, and then when I look at it today, I'm like, imagine if I invested that into learning how to, learning how to market sooner, you know, like what if I was investing into Google AdWords back then and trying to learn how to do that or, you know, hell, I mean, you know, what if I was buying direct mail leads, you know, it's better than nothing. Um, So I kind of feel like for me, it took me way too long to understand that it's not a bad thing to invest into your business. I was basically getting, 90% 90% of my business without any money, but I was spending a tremendous amount of time and it was growing slower than I would have liked. So that, that's probably the main thing for me. 
Well, that's a good answer. And that's, that's kind of the key. We've probably already talked about this before. I know we, this is like our third time chatting, but um, that's like the key difference, in my opinion, between like the agents who really succeed in this industry and the agents who don't. If you come into this and it's a sales job and you're traveling internationally and you're blowing your paycheck, right? Which again, I totally get it. Like, trust me when I say that, like I've been down these exact roads, right? Um, you know, and then the flip side is if you're like, oh shoot, I want to scale my business and um, to, to put the sort of infrastructure in place, I need to, you know, do X, Y, Z. I mean, there's so, there's so many things you could do. Um, to, to help grow your business. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's great advice for anybody who could potentially be listening, you know, figure out how to, how to level up, what to invest in, you know, not even just marketing. It could be, if you want to hire more agents, right. Recruiting, yeah. you know, I mean, all, all sorts of stuff. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, the businesses that grow really quickly, they're not afraid to make that investment, you know, like you invest into lead heroes, a lot of money, you know, I know that for a fact, stupid amount of money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the money money pit of lead heroes. (laughs) It's never too late to make an investment in um, the Christian Brindle um, lead generation company. And there we go. We can do about, (laughs) I'm investing. I'm investing. investing. All right. All right. That was, that was my sales pitch of the there day. There we go. But no, um, I love it. another thing I wanted to ask you. So um, rewind back a little bit. You said, you know, when you first came in, people were telling you that Medicare wasn't a great business to be in. Yes. Um, it's so funny. You mentioned that because I I've talked to two, at least two agents this week that are contracted with us that, you know, have been training since I came back in town and um and both of them were like, you know, I was, and, and, and both of them are actually um, life insurance. Right. Sidebar really fast. I want to tell you that yeah. those, those posts when you were talking about like crushing your wife, I was, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted you to just like go for like a month. I just wanted you to run with it. That was... <laughs> I might not be married in a month. No, but <laughs> you're like crushing my wife at mini golf. Oh, the so, torture is continuing on that tennis court today. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I'm like, I, this is hilarious. Anyways, so pe- people were giving me so much flack too, because we were playing badminton with tennis rackets. I know, I saw that. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like, I didn't have anything else. Leave me alone. You know, like, oh, shit. But, but no, like the whole time, you know, I told, I, you know, we're playing badminton and I, and I tell her, I'm like, I'm like, if I win, like first one to 10. I'm like, if I win, you have to take a picture of me posing in your defeat. <laughs> I bet she loves that. <laughs> uh, we, she got a nice din- dinner in Park City. So it's yeah, not, it, it worked out. Yeah. You can make fun of me. Take me on a date. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. I, I, I wine and dine um, when, when I win, but work for Christian. He will wine and dine you. <laughs> Put that in a business card somewhere. You were saying you had an agent okay. kind of similar experience, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so when I came right in, I was in a unique situation because I, I came in working with my dad, my dad, long time experienced Medicare person. So he was like Medicare, Medicare, Medicare. Like I came in getting my health license only. And I added my life license a year later, kind of an unconventional route a little Very bit. Very unique. Um, 
but you know, I had these, I had two agents this week, at least, you know, tell me that, and they're, you know, life insurance agents, they're just adding on Medicare to kind of expand what they do with us. And that, you know, their uplines would, were telling them, you know, well, Medicare is only a seasonal business. You can only make money during AEP and outside of AEP, you're starving to death. I'm like, and I told both of them, I'm like, I'm not starving to death. You know I mean? I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm like, we're, we're, we, but we've crushed it outside of AEP yep. this year. Um, and it's, it's just, I, what I told them, my, my response to both of them was the only people that say that Medicare is a seasonal business are people that aren't in the Medicare business. Yep. Exactly. All the, yeah. Well, so like the advice I was getting was coming from life producers, right? I, I was working at an FMO that offered Medicare, but they offered Medicare like, you know, like it, like, Hey, 10th door down on the left and don't come back when you go. Right. Like they, they didn't really want to talk about it. They didn't really want, I, the only reason I even knew Medicare existed is I got a lead order form and the lead order form had three options. It was mortgage protection leads, final expense leads. And then the final option was Medicare. And I remember it was like my first week that I'm, I'm in this agency and I'm all, you know, wet behind the ears. I'm all excited. I'm holding this form and I look at my agent, the, the manager, and I'm like, oh, what's Medicare? I'm like, tell me about Medicare. And then, you know, it was just like, you know, I'm like all excited. I'm like, oh, this sounds great. And just over and over the same answer from all of these life producers around me. Oh, it's a terrible business. You don't want to do that. Yeah, there's renewals, but, you know, you're not really making any money up front. And, and if, if you could meet with 20 people and make 20 grand or, you know, meet with 20 people and make you know, seven, you know, just whatever. They would throw all sorts of numbers at me and, and talk about market. Like everything was negative. And that's the thing. It, they, they were giving this advice because they weren't in the space. They, were, they weren't in the business. So make sure you know who you're talking to before you take advice from anybody. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, I mean, I, I tell new, I, I tell new agents all the time. I'm like, do you really want to take advice from someone about the Medicare business that's never written a Medicare policy ever in their life, you know, like they wouldn't know what to do with it. If you handed them an application, they'd probably like draw pictures on it. You know what I mean? They don't know what to do with it. And, um, connecting the dots. They're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, connecting the dots and whatnot. But um, it's, it's, it's so interesting, you know, like I, I, I have, um, you know, I, I see agents all the time, you know, that they're being the, the final expense business. And I tell them, I'm like, they're like, should I be in the life insurance business or the final expense business or the Medicare business? I'm like, I think you should be in both. They go hand in hand. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, I think it's good to focus on one initially, you know, get comfortable, get familiar and, and learn it. But at some point it's a no brainer. I can't tell you how many final expense agents that I've worked with over the years that I see killing it in Medicare right now, especially Medicare Advantage because final expense and Medicare Advantage are basically the same exact clientele. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, you'd be crazy to not overlap. There's so much overlap and, you know, not hey, everyone does it their own way. Some people are good at just one thing. They focus on one thing, but yeah, I totally agree. That would be my advice at this point is you'd be crazy to not do both to some degree, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I think so too. I mean, cause I think, you know, the other thing too is, you know, whatever you're selling first, like if you're selling Medicare Advantage, we all know can't do it same appointment. right? Right. But it's so much easier to sell something to someone that you've already sold before, you know? So yeah. 
how much, how much easier is it going to be to come back in a week and get in the door? Like, I'm not a huge final expense producer, you know, but I mean, when I do write them, it's because I trip into them with my existing clients. You know? Yep. Uh, Cross selling. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, 100%. but, but yeah, I mean, you know, I think that, I think it's good to do both, but I, I agree. I think it's better to start with one thing and get really good at it. Like I, I have a lot of agents too, that will come to me and they'll be like, I heard so-and-so talking about how great under 65 is. And they've been in med- Medicare business for like two weeks. And they're like, should I get contracted for that? I'm like, no, I'm like, get like a year of Medicare business under your belt first, like, right. like two years. Don't worry about that right now. You're going to overwhelm yourself. You know, you're going to try to deal with the marketplace and all this stuff. And you're still learning Medicare. You don't know what part B is, you know, getting ready to get ready and start. Yeah. I I've seen some agents where it's like, Oh, I just learned Medicare and got contracted with 10 carriers. And now I'm jumping into life insurance and I'm just going to contract with 15 more carriers. And like, they're not actually <laughs> doing anything, you know, yeah. they, they feel like they're staying busy. Like, like you think they would get paid to get contracted with these carriers. Like, anyways we're coming up on almost an hour man so i don't want to take up too much of your time i appreciate you chatting with me today but any as well any final taco tuesday thoughts that you want to share yeah um you know in honor of taco tuesday um if you you know anybody that makes a lead hero's order today should be rewarded with an honorary taco as a result (laughs) A taco promotion, if you will. Taco promotion. I don't. I don't know if I can honor that. I wish I could. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe uh, mention mention Taco Tuesday, and you get an extra extra five leads with your order. There you hey, go. I think that that's a deal. Here, here I am cashing checks that Glenn has to. Ca- yeah. I'm writing checks that Glenn has to cash. Hopefully no one's watching this. That's what I'm I'm banking on that nobody's watching this video. No one's listening to us. So there you go. Five extra leads. And you mentioned Taco Tuesday. Happy Taco Tuesday, everybody. Happy Taco Tuesday, everybody. Thank you for for watching. And thanks for the time, Glenn. No problem. Thank you. We'll see you guys next time. Enjoy your tacos.